The NFL draft is almost here. And well, Will Levis, could he be the top pick? It is smokescreen season. We will discuss that and more on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Locked On NFL. He is Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine, and let's dive right on in. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, and shout out to all of our everydayers out there that listen to Locked On NFL Daily. Tony, this is Wednesday's show, meaning there'll be one more episode of Locked On NFL before uh, the 2023 NFL Draft first round. And let's start with the quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. because it's something when you were out, by the way, welcome back. It's good to see you. Uh, I missed you last week. Yeah, man. I know it. I'm always missing you when I'm not here, brother. You know. Lauren did did a great job, of course. Um, Right. And we talked about C.J. Stroud a little bit. That said, Will Levis in the news now, where the odds, based on a Reddit post, betting odds have swung in Will Levis's favor to be the number one pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not getting any news on Reddit, and I'm not knocking Reddit, but I am not getting that. I can't believe the the line has swung so much, and yet I do think that there is an unpredictability about this draft where – would it completely shock me and floor me if Will Levis went one? Probably one. It would probably floor me. A- outside of that, nothing is really going to, to shock me early on in this draft because I could see one quarterback going early. I could mm-hmm. see multiple quarterbacks going early. And I think this is as wide open of a draft as we've had in quite some time, partially because I don't think the talent is as good as it has been in recent years at, at, the, at the top of the draft class. I think there are a bunch of really good players. I, in fact, I, I think I think this this draft is full of eights, and more eights, and it goes deeper than a whole bunch of people, uh, a whole bunch of other drafts. But here's what I don't think: I don't think there's very many tens in this draft. Like mm-hmm. there're gonna be some tens next year, right? And and I think at the top there's there's a couple of nine 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 and a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Guys with great football character like Will Anderson. And that means something. Guys who are ready to work hard and show up to work every day. The Patriot want the Patriots want a bunch of Super Bowls with dudes just like that. So that does mean something. But yeah, um, little. I'm not going to criticize anybody for having Will Levis at number one because they're looking at traits and they're looking at upside because that's exactly what the Jaguars did last year when they drafted. Uh, you know, when they used the first round pick on Trayvon Walker. And mm-hmm. I've been telling people it's it's not you want to win long term. You don't want to win the night or win the day or even win a rookie year. What you want to do is you want to take the person that you think has the biggest impact over a long period of time. That's what prospect is. It's the likelihood of something happening. So I got to admit, the Will Levis thing shocked me a little bit. Now, I've been hearing rumblings, mainly from somebody that I trust, uh, CBS a senior sports writer, Pete Persco, longtime friend of mine. He has been. He has been blowing the horn about guys not – so when when Pete gets on something like that, it's his opinion, and he's strong about his opinions. But the other thing is, and I give him credit for this, Pete knows something. 
because there, there's no way you're going to – I mean, he is going in on that every single day, every chance he gets. He's calling What's he going in on? He's going in on the fact that Levis is a lot better than folks think he is. And, and folks, ah. at some point, folks had him slipping into the second round or whatever. I'm glad you got me back on track. But he has been telling everybody, stop thinking like sheep. The kid is good. He's good. Because Pete is more of a traits guy. He's, he's comparing him to Josh Allen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina took him number one. I, I really wouldn't. Um, wow. They really have to get this right. Um, they have to get it right. They've done wow. this before. They did it with Sam. That, would, that wouldn't surprise you. No. See, because I think would. if he went two, wouldn't surprise me. Four, wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me. Team trades up to three. I'm with but, you. I feel you. But number one, you think, yeah. oh, my God. Well, well, the reason is, too, Ooh. like I said, going back to just last Trace, year. I get what you're saying. Going back to last year, bro, I had to sit here for three weeks and tell people, don't be surprised if it's Trayvon Walker. And I got crushed by national folks that we interviewed, local people, in our mock draft. Everybody was like, hey, take a Trayvon. They took him number one, and then all, it was something that people would put my face on a billboard. And it wasn't really me. They didn't do it because I said it. But I said it because I had a feeling that they were going to do it when you hear him talk and uh, this is that kind of league, man, because if you want to find a reason to compare him to Josh Allen, that's exactly what you're going to do. I can compare myself oh. to De- Derek Carr. He Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a gun of an arm and he came out of college and he wouldn't point his feet towards what he was throwing at. And that's exactly the knock on this guy. Now, does that mean if you fix that, he's going to be Josh Allen? Hell no, it doesn't mean that. That's like saying that, the Richardson mm-hmm. kid is going to be Cam Newton just because he's built like him and, he, and he's athletic. That don't mean a thing. And he's not Cam. No, he ain't Cam Newton. No way he's not. He's, he, people don't remember Cam Newton was a winner. Everywhere he went, he won. So Correct. that's not – that's you know, we, we got to at some point look beyond this physical stuff and start looking at intangibles. But unfortunately, intangibles don't show up until they get in the NFL. Yeah. Ooh. I mean – and I get it, traits and, and Levis and all of those things. I, I see Bryce Young traits. I sure do. I, I and like Drew Bryce Brees. Young. I get, see get, Drew Brees. Bryce Young was Drew Brees traits, right? But people say you don't pick Drew Brees number one because of his of his uh, you know diminutive his his, his body. His I, I, I don't agree with it, but this is what the draft is, man. It it makes you believe the unbelievable is going to happen. Good luck. You're lost for words. I ain't never. If that's, I ain't never in my if that's life what you want like to do, that. no, Carolina, I got a mess. If that's what you want to do, if you want to take Will Levis number one, and you gave up all that draft capital, which you might have been able to get Levis where you were, anyways, to take Levis number one, and I'm not saying they're going to. I still think that they're going to go Bryce Young. That I hope said, they do. if they do that, good luck. Good luck. You better hope one that Levis works out, and two, you better hope Bryce Young isn't better than Levis. Because you just gave up all of that capital. And that's that's it's it's really, really interesting. Here, here's one quick thing before we, we switch out of quarterbacks, because there's a lot of guys I think you know you're high on, I'm high on, we want to discuss right. low on too. Levis puts mayonnaise in his coffee, man. Yeah, he's got it. Did you see that? Yeah. Did, did I saw you him see eat a banana? I saw him eat that rotten banana whole, too, and he ate the peel. Whole. You taking that guy number one? No. And I, I, I I'm I'm saying that tongue in cheek a little bit. But I'm also not like, what are you doing, man? Mayonnaise in your coffee and yeah, then I a think full banana. Point, he might be the first person in a long time we see get on a golf cart right in the middle of the game and go in the, and go sit on the throne during the game. It, it, wherever he goes, it better not be hot with all that stuff boiling around in his belly 
on, on Sunday and then have to go in there because you got those bubble guts and got to get that stuff out. So, you know, banana peels, mayonnaise, and 100 degree Ooh. weather. And oh, by the way, with a bunch of gladiators slamming up into you, you know. Oh. Hopefully, hopefully, whoever, wherever he goes, I hope they wear dark, dark uniform. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> and with that, he's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. We're just getting started here. Up next, some other prospects that were high on, others that were lower on, maybe the consensus, because as you've seen, there's some risers, at least publicly, and some fallers publicly, and we should continue the conversation with those coming up next. But today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet for a reason. It's because it's high in protein, it's low in sugar, it's low in calories, it's perfect for you. So you might not want to eat a whole banana, but you should eat a whole Built Bar because they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they are going to give you the protein punch that you want, and they're going to fit in to your normal macros if you're calorie counting or anything like that. So make sure you check them out, whether it's the churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. And now you don't need to wait to get a box, by the way, at built.com, which is the perfect spot to go. If you want to order online, you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. And the the Sam's Club option is awesome because you can get a big box and save. Walmart, obviously, if you don't have Sam's Club membership, it is a great option as well. So if you're close to Sam's Club, you can get that 13-bar box, great variety. Or at Walmart, they have a four-bar box as well. And as always, you can get them at built.com. No doubt. Draft time is, by the time you hear this, it'll be 24 hours away. And teams are jockeying for, for position. Everyone's lying about who's going to pick. I might look up tomorrow and see James Rapine's name up there as the number one quarterback on the board, according to hey, fan do odds, right? W- with the size of some of these slot receivers, I, I'm not going to be able to play quarterback, but I am open. I, have a, I, I, I don't know what position me. I play based on my, my body at, at this point. Back in the day, I played wide receiver. Uh, that would not happen now. Uh, I'd be the shortest tight end in the league. Uh, might have the skinniest calves in the league of a guy over 250. Um, I can't play fullback because I'm not bending down, sitting in that position all day like that uh, with the bad back. Long so, snapper. There you go. That's it. Because boom, long snapper uh, or old school kicker. Old school kickers yep. were built funny too. So um, I, I'll be I'll be one of those. Right. I might do both. Make myself really, really valuable on one of these franchises. I'll do both. I'll be the log snapper and the kicker. How you if I can possibly do that? I don't. I don't know how I can do it, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, I know. I I get it. And I uh, the, the the knock on me would probably be weight is fine. Five nine, of course. There are guys in this draft that are five nine. Mm-hmm. Um, arm length might be a knock. And, and, yeah. and let's start with a guy whose arm length is getting criticized and, and could call could force him down some boards and not mm-hmm. just arm length, but his size overall. Kalija Kansi. Yeah, man. Who, who I love mm-hmm. and people compared him to Aaron Donald. Mm. I, the pit connection all of that. I'm not comparing anyone to Aaron Donald. It's unfair. Right. That's, it's just crazy. He's not Aaron Donald. No, he's an Aaron Donald is like a, a ninja or something. He's, he's like, he, he Aaron, should, like a Marvel comic dude. That's what Aaron he, Donald is. He's Thanos. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to be mean. I saw him walking out of, Paul Brown Stadium when the Bengals had joint practices with the Rams last August. And I took a little video. I, I posted it on social media. And he literally looks like he, he's Thanos walking out with all of the Infinity Stones and Avengers. Like yeah, man. It, it was it was wild to see. And, and people are like, oh my. And of course, he's a villain to the Bengals. 
So uh, they, they really ate that up. That said, do you think Kalajikansi falls? Do you think he's still a top 20 guy? Because I think at the combine, I was like, oh, this guy is going early. And then you saw the measurables and the arm length is just unprecedented for a first rounder. It's there's a lot there. So what do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to fall because I think people are cowards. And it doesn't mean that that their judgment is off or I do believe that there there are there, there's some people that want to stand on the table for that kid. Right. But there's some people that's not going to do it. And and rightfully so. And when I say cowards, I, I actually don't mean that in a bad way. What I mean is job security is very, very important. And you can't pick a dude who doesn't possess all of those traits. If he's missing one or two, but he's missing like a bunch of them. Right. But there's a, there, there, there might be a team out there and, and, and I can name a few that have the cachet to say traits be damned he can play i'm taking it and even if it doesn't work nobody's gonna get mad at him because guess what they're usually right like if kansas city pops up at 31 and goes there you go who's gonna say no nobody because Mm -hmm. or or what what if howie roseman does it at 31 and he goes i'm taking him or 30 what if howie Howie roseman does it at 10 nobody's gonna second guess it because it's 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 him now if you're not him and you do it, of course people are going to second guess you. You have to have a track record and the cachet and, and not be afraid and just have the stones. So you're saying if Washington it does it, it's going to be a question. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to roll all over them. The rooster and then will kill them on locked on uh, commanders and, and, and Harrison. They, they will wear them out because you just don't trust those teams to be able to make the off the wall sort of outlier decisions and like you ain't good enough at evaluating the real players with real traits. How are you going to say that that dude that without traits is any good? Right. So it depends on it. I think he's going to be a good pro, but I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Ed Oliver was going to be the next John Randall and he hasn't turned out to be the next John Randall. So, and and that's what people have compared. Right. right, Because he, he has so much quick get off, but the thing that can negate, get off and that can negate all of that stuff all those long arms six foot six. Mm-hmm. guys those big you know kelsey if, kelsey if they stick too. you J- jason kelsey yeah if they stick you it's, it's done landon dickerson those big old dudes man it's like every time you sit here and imagine okay how good this kid is you have to also imagine this and understand this this is the nfl and people like that don't succeed in the nfl because bang somebody will stick that hand out and you just can't get past them so I think with the right scheme, it has to be the right scheme. And 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 uh, if a team is able to rotate him and just use him situationally, like those good teams I just mentioned, then he'll be fine. If a team really, really is in dire straits and they absolutely need a three technique because their line is really, really bad and they've been, they've been porous defensively, he ain't gonna make that. He's not gonna change that. He's not gonna make that make that work. He just won't. So. Um, he has to be, I think, he has to go to a really, really good team that knows how to situationally put him uh, on the field so that he doesn't get worn down. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good point. I- I'll hit one more uh, on this end that I'm higher on than I think most of consensus. And he's gotten buzz. I've been on him for most of this draft process, especially I talk about the Bengals every day, fitting with the Bengals in their offense. I'm a big fan of Jameer Gibbs's game. I think... Some are going to say, oh, he's 5'9", he's a running back, all of those things. And the fit matters with him. I don't think Mm -hmm. he's a plug-and-play. I don't think you could just go to any offense. 
But these pass-heavy, pass-first offenses, like I've seen him fall to the Chiefs, and people, people will say, oh, they drafted a first-round running back a few years ago, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't deliver. Fine. But Jameer Gibbs is the perfect fit. Like, he's the perfect fit in a lot of teams. Heck, if you guys needed a running back in, in Jacksonville, I would say that Gibbs would make sense. You don't really need that. I, I think um, he's someone 5'9", 199. People are going to overlook. Didn't do all of the athletic testing. But I look at him, and I think he's going to be a much better pro than he was a college player. And he was really good. Better pro and, and have a huge impact. But the landing spot matters. If he goes to a, a team that is just, you know, running a traditional offense, some 12 personnel, not throwing the ball a ton, and, and they're expecting him to just be like this every down type of back, I think he can be an every down type of back, but in a pass first, spread him out, modern day offense. And so would he work in Minnesota? I don't necessarily think he would work there personally, but would some of these high end quarterbacks love him? Would Josh Allen love him? I think that would be a lot of fun. Instead of having him run around all the time, you could actually flip to him and let him run. Not that they necessarily need that type of back. They have James Cook Bengals. I think, uh, I don't think the Cowboys would be on on him. You never know. Uh, certainly the chiefs would be one. And then the Eagles, you mentioned pick 30, the Eagles could be in on him as well. That would be fun. I think he's going to be good, and I think what's going to make him even better is he's going to come in early with an Alvin Kamara-type role where there's going to yep. be another back that's going to be present. The same way Pollard was in Dallas. There's going to be another mm-hmm. back that's present. And when teams use him, it's just going to be like, oh, God, we got to put up with this. Like, these dudes are greased up, getting worn out. Now in the third quarter, you send him on a screen or a draw or some sort of misdirection, and he pops. And he's in the secondary and he's at the second level because he's one of those guys that gets up to speed really, really fast. Like his second step, he's already gone. So to be five nine, he actually strides real long. He runs like a guy who ran track. So I really do believe he's going to be good. And I and I and I and I second what you said. Like I, I'd even take him in Houston. And you know why? Because mm-hmm. last year they got a good running back who's a power of Marion Barbarian type running back uh in Damian Pierce. Go get another one. And now yeah. this this dude is a little bit of a change of pace guy. Give both of them 12 touches a game in the run in the pass game. And then don't worry about running backs for the next five or six years. And trade for Trey Lance and start cooking. With start Greece. cooking. With oh, my. That would be fun. That I, I See, like that scenario. I gave it See to that? you, baby. I'm, All right. I'm, right, I'm right there with you. That would be fun. 12th overall, though. Maybe they trade down. No, I'll trade down or come back up from the second up. round, high second yeah. round. Just come That's up true. to the end and get the fifth year option. Yeah, maybe field. maybe he'll be there. Yeah, maybe he'll be there in the second round anyway. So interesting, right? right. Interesting. All right, let's uh, let's continue the conversation. Maybe some prospects were a little bit lower on. We'll mm-hmm. wrap things up next on Locked On NFL. Okay, let's keep things rolling on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Tony, are, are there? And I don't want to be too critical here because who the heck knows, right, with these prospects. But are any of these top guys that are getting a ton of praise or or being held in high regard, who concerns you? Or who do you have the most questions about? Uh, Probably the wide receiver from TCU, Johnson. Quentin Johnson, yeah. Yeah. um, I've been trying to to just wrap my head around it. So he plays like a guy that's 6'4". Turns out he's like 6'2". And you think that he's this dude that like runs these incredible routes. And then you go back and watch the tape and he's not a terrible route runner, but it just seems like he caught the ball and was able to make a move on one guy. 
he's very, very successful doing really, really simple things, right? Yeah. So sometimes you can have, you know, paralysis by analysis and say, you don't see anything really super, super special. That's probably what they said about Devontae Adams. Wasn't super mm-hmm. fast, but he was a great route runner. But that he, he just always seemed like a guy who's just open because of play design as opposed to being uh, – you try to sit and transfer and how is it going to look in the NFL. So I don't think he really particularly comes out of his, his breaks really, really quick. And, and and I just don't know what to make of it. But I will say this, that there are a lot of guys that are 6'2", about 205 pounds, um, that have made me look dumb because I didn't see special in him. That doesn't mean he's not good. It just means to me when people are talking about him possibly being a top 20 pick, I just don't see that. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And wide receivers in general, I'm lower on in this draft. I think it's one of the worst wide receiver classes for the sake of not being that, that we've seen in quite some time. For the sake of not being overly negative about them, a couple guys I like. I love Jackson Smith and Jigba in the right yeah, offense. Me too. I don't know if I love him with Jordan Love, by the way. Like I that, that, that's an example of an offense where it's like, okay, well, what are you going to run there? And do you need a premium slot receiver? And do you need to take him at 13? I think it's interesting. I'm not saying it, it wouldn't work, but it's interesting. I, I actually like him there a lot. It, and maybe it does work. If, if I just, I don't even know what offense they'll, if they'll just run the same offense, how, how mm-hmm. much they'll tweak it. Are they, are they running eye formation stuff and play action? I, I would assume that's what they would do. So maybe it would work. One guy I'm, I'm higher on, maybe more so than Johnston. And this is kind of a take, I think. There's not many outside receivers in this in this class. Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss mm. is interesting to me. Keep an eye on him. I think he could go earlier than people anticipate. But Jordan Addison, I just don't see it. He's, he's 173 pounds. He's not a burner. And he's got to be a first rounder. I just... So you're not elite at speed. You're a good route runner. That's fine. The only reason he's a first rounder is because of this wide receiver class, if he does make it into the first round. If we're yeah. talking about any of these other receiver classes in recent years, I don't think he, we're even talking about him as a round one guy. He's a day two guy. He might end up being a really good pro, but I just ah, – it, it, that's a scary pick. I mean, the Bengals are at pick 28, and I wouldn't even consider him, even though Tyler Boyd's in the final year of his deal and, and T. Higgins has a potential contract coming up. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. I see him and I see nothing but Marquise Lee. Great guy. Yeah. Had some injury covered. problems, but just never was able to distinguish distinguish himself. I take I take Josh Downs before I took him. Because I see Josh Downs being a, a lot of people like Josh Downs. Runner after the catch, strong body, compact, can go get the ball if if it's a little bit overthrown. Got a real nice catch radius for a small dude. And sort of turns into a running back when he catches the ball. I, I that's who I take over Jordan in a minute. I think Jordan's living off the Belindikoff Award and all of those gaudy numbers that he put up at Pitt because because I watched three games of USC last year with the guy who won the Heisman and who's probably the number one overall pick next year or at least number two with a bullet mm-hmm. in uh, Caleb Williams. I just didn't see anything really, really, really special in him. But I've been wrong before because I didn't see anything special in, in CeeDee Lamb when he came out either. But I've been wrong before, but this kid isn't even in that stratosphere. So Sure. He's not. Like, no. no, he's not even in that stratosphere. And I didn't know what was all special about him until I, I see it now. But he's not even on that level. So I probably wouldn't even touch that kid before the fourth round, to be honest, if it's me. And I doubt if I did it then because I just don't. People are comparing him to Calvin Ridley, and I just don't see that at mm-hmm. all. No, 
I don't either. And, and it, it's look, you're right. Maybe he works out. Maybe he goes to Kansas City and it's the perfect fit at 31. And, and, and that's the route that happens. That's the fun and the beauty of the draft. And we're going to have you covered every step of the way here on Locked On NFL. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL Draft as well. And uh, Tony Wiggins will have the Jaguar fans covered at Locked On Jaguars. I'll have you covered at Locked On Bengals. This, uh, this has been fun. We're going to know how the dust settles, how all these teams look on, uh, on Saturday night when, when the draft is officially over. And uh, I can't wait, Tony. I can't wait either, man. I had to mute you real quick. I had some too much noise, but um, yeah, man. No, I, I heard you, but I didn't want you to hear all this foolishness I got going on now. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I've decided I am going to make appearance at the stadium to the draft party. So uh, please tune in. Make sure everybody locks in the Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On NFL Scouting, all of that stuff, and pay attention to the Locked On NFL that night because it's going to be huge. But we got another show coming tomorrow, so I ain't going to do all that. Somebody else going to do it. Yeah, for sure. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. Until next time, enjoy the draft, and thank you so much for watching and listening to Locked On NFL.